You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another wonderful episode of Style of Business, a.k.a. SOB. I am your wonderful host. This is Keetra, and today I'm speaking with Miss Nancy Schoen, who is the creator of the wonderful new Photoshop called Pinkster, and she's going to be talking to us about her professional background, of course, and being a woman in the different fields that she's involved in, as well as entrepreneurship. So let us go ahead and get rolling with this. Hey, Nancy, how's your day going? How's everything? It's excellent. How are you? Doing well. Thanks so much for joining us today. I truly appreciate it. And I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, give us a background and just a quick introduction, and then we'll continue from there. Thank you, Keetra. Well, my name is Nancy Schoen, and I'm a woman entrepreneur. I come from the East Coast, and I reside in Sharon, Massachusetts, uh, the home of the Patriots, actually. Uh, the Patriots are from Foxborough, one town away from me. I'm sure I'm making lots of friends now by saying that I have <laughs> Patriots one town away. <laughs> there you go, yeah. But anyways, um, I went to school uh, for electrical engineering at, at Northeastern University in the, in the late 1980s, and that's where I come from. That's a little bit of my background. I'm an electrical engineer. I've always liked, as a kid, to ask a lot of questions and have been intrigued on how things worked and always liked to tinker with things and fix things. So that's really where I got my start uh, as an electrical engineer. Excellent. Yeah. And I can imagine back then there was probably a multitude of different areas you could have went into in regards to uh, different career fields. But electrical engineering is definitely one that I'm pretty sure you'll be able to do a lot of tinkering and fixing things for, for years to come. So uh, let's go ahead and get rolling. Um, so tell us a little bit more your interest in electrical engineering. Like what got you into that particular field in addition to you? I know you said you wanted to kind of tinkle and, and mess around with things, but what interest caught your attention at that time? What drove you to that? When I was in college, being a, a woman in a minority was where you were at in the field of science and technology back in those days. And in those days, it really was all about the women's movement, equal opportunity for women in the workforce, which is, you know, the main focus back then. So my thought was working as a engineer, so that it was equal opportunities for women in the workforce. So, so my thought was if I decided to go and work as an engineer in a male-dominated field and being a minority might make me stand out in the crowd and make me more marketable and successful. So that's why I went into engineering. And the fact that, again, I like to fix things. But back in those days, it was very interesting to see how people became successful and actually became successful engineers and entrepreneurs. A large minority of successful businesses in the, in the 80s came about because of the need for, like, a hardware solution. You know, at the time, like, you know, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, yeah. there was not, not a lot of hardware. And back in the days, you know, people needed um, hardware technology and personal con- computers at the time was really just finding their way into homes and cell phones back in those days were like the size of a brick. And it was really quite amazing over the last 30 years to really see how hardware technology has evolved. Now, in today's day, hardware technology has definitely plateaued. And businesses now, whereas before they were based on hardware, now a lot of the successful new startups are based on software solutions and what they call intellectual properties or IP. And software solutions that are used are today are are used with existing hardware that has been developed over the years and developing software applications that create 
products like virtual products. It actually uses the internet as the medium, like an app, like um, creating an app like to make our lives easier. Let's say Twitter and, and Facebook. You, you know how many people today use use those apps. I mean, I can. I think they use the average person uses Facebook. You know, three to four hours a day. It really is amazing to see how today's successful businesses really evolve around software applications and just use the hardware and use the internet as the conduit to developing their business success. Exactly. Yeah. And there's so many different apps that are popping up left and right. Uh, I know you mentioned Twitter and Facebook. So compared to back in the days when you were into uh, the engineering and just trying to see technology go from the hardware uh, perspective to more of a software, you know, solutions. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's drastic for you <laughs> you to kind of see how things have evolved. So as a female engineer, where has your career taken you over the, I guess, the last 30 years? And again, you're right. I mean, it's interesting how my career first started off in hardware and really now has evolved. So my path has taken me personally, really has taken me the same way that the industry has evolved. Initially, when I was first out of school, I I worked in the semiconductor industry and I designed integrated circuits or hardware chips that went into like everyday electronics. Then I had my beautiful twins. When they were born, I became more of an entrepreneur and freelancer and and worked out of my home and and worked for businesses, um, having my home office, home-based office, as opposed to working in the public sector. And, you know, since then, I've been entrepreneuring and working as a video and digital marketing specialist focused on the internet, but more so in the software solution-based products versus a hardware one. So my careers followed the industry in general. Exactly. Yeah, and let, let's talk a little bit more about video marketing and, you know, specifically your work both in uh, video and digital marketing. Sure. Well, video marketing or video production, I kind of characterize it as a form of art, and it can be analogous to creating a digital, moving digital art through the use of a software program. And I totally love making videos, and I think I'm my own biggest fan on uh, viewing my YouTube channel. (laughs) But it, it really is amazing, the science behind how to actually build video animation. So that really is my forte, so to speak. But, you know, being, you know, very specialized like that, you really have to diversify today nowadays to be able to create to create a revenue stream and make a living. So uh, yeah. my expertise is also over the years uh, diversed into digital marketing because, again, using video is, you know, again, on the internet marketing, digital marketing on the internet. Now I also do digital marketing as a whole and how, you know, you use, because again, digital marketing is a very broad term and, and in essence it means being able to market one's product in today's society or using the internet. So using social media, using uh, Google AdWords, using SEO, search engine optimization, to be able to get yourself recognized. You know, today it's all about the internet, and our lives have been surrounded by a vast sea of digital information, and our phones and our, have become personal communicators and connect us 24-7, and we rely heavily on our communications to guide us through our everyday and being able to be connected digitally and understanding 
how to best market yourself. If you or your business is not connected to the internet, then uh, you'll be left in the dust. So it, it really is important for people and businesses to understand that everybody is using the internet and everybody's using their, their personal communicators, their cell phones. And that's why that's my mission. My mission is to make sure that I provide solutions to make people's lives easier and more maneuverable yeah. and connecting them to the internet. And that's the whole reason why I've even created Pinkster. It's all about making people's lives easier and more maneuverable and using the internet. Yeah, I know we've talked before about your vision behind Pinkster, and I, I love what you're doing. And I guess let's talk about Pinkster a bit. Let us know what it is, and uh, let's kind of roll into like some of the your vision behind it and what you plan on it providing to people that are interested in using an app like yours. Okay, well, you know, as I had said, my mission is to make people's lives easier, and I'm trying to make my life easier because I see the things that I would like to have that, that don't exist today. So I love to create images and, and videos. I, I love to travel. I love to see the world. And I love to see the world of beauty. And today, existing solutions for photo sharing, image video apps, I'm not so crazy about. You know, like they have solutions. They have a, an app called Instagram, and they've got an app called Snapchat. And these, these are the de facto standard sharing apps that everybody uses. But right. I'm not just, I find it, you know, very difficult to navigate through these apps. And I'm a pretty technical person. I have to go to my kids to say, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And I'm even using Instagram in my uh, freelance work because I am constantly posting people's pictures or business pictures to be able to get them you know, seen on the internet. But anyways, you know, all these apps or these several apps, photo sharing apps, it's all based on followers and being followed by others. It's more like a popularity contest. I've always felt that, you know, it's like a, you know, popularity contest and its sole purpose. And it's, it's about sharing images and videos, but you have to be popular to be able to get them seen. And so that's why I created Pinkster, because I wanted to bring it into a different level of playing field to provide a solution that doesn't, it's not, that still, in essence, does photo sharing and video sharing, but in fact, does it differently and allows people to be themselves and connect with people and not be a popularity contest. So that's what Pinkster is. It's all about capturing nature and culture through GPS. It's mm -hmm. like having um, Google Maps for media, and it's with the use of a phone. So this phone app levels the playing field and allows people to share culture, creativity, and interest throughout the world through the mobile phone app and connects everybody all over the world but uses the mobile phone as the transfer medium. Transfer so it's not about the transfer medium being an app that just connects people by followers. It's the phone connects to people. The phone. Is and that's the difference. Let's talk a little bit about how it works, because I know sometimes people feel like there's one or two, three different apps that are similar to each other, but yours has a very unique component. And I know you briefly just mentioned the GPS uh, locations, but let's get into the specifics how Pinkster works. Okay, great. Well, this is how I describe it. I say, Pinkster will join GPS locations and media, like what Tinder and Match.com do for dating and people. Okay. So you can you know, make a date by a geographic location in your profile for that. We have a connection. What happens with the Pinkster is that it connects the GPS location where the picture was taken and connects the two together. And so um, I describe it like I give an example. My example would be, you know, imagine that you're walking down the street and you and notice a rare bird on a bush. You like the, the bird and you say, you know what, I want to take a picture of that. 
that photo. So you take a picture and you upload it to Pinkster. Now that moment of that, that you capture that bird, that moment is captured forever and tied to that particular spot through GPS and your cell phone. So that location is tagged with that bird. Now, the next person walking by who has Pinkster on their phone and is near that bird will immediately be notified that there's a story about a spot that can be opened and if they open the app, they can see the story. So, you know, each spot, the whole idea is that each spot on the globe will have the potential of having its own story. And you don't have to be, you know, there's no more hoping to say the right things, to gain followers and friends, to share your beautiful images and videos that you have and that you like. You don't have to be popular or be an influencer. All you really need to be is at the right place and at the right time. And uh, Pinkster just levels the playing field and creates a permanent history for locations. And that's what Pinkster is. Yeah. And I know that uh, you're still in the, the beta mode and you're working to kind of fix a couple of tweaks and stuff and, and get ready to do the official launch. But um, tell us more about your process, where you are with the beta version and how people can just kind of get more information about it and your website, too, because I know that you're doing some tweaks to that as well. That's right. Well, uh, right now, we are, our beta app is up and running, and we call them Pingites. That's the people that we would like us to help us um, start to upload images into um, locations because, you know, there's a lot of locations that need to have a story. So we're looking for people to help us <laughs> become Pingites. So we are, our app is up and running, and we are looking for uh, Pingites to help us uh, load images prior to our launch and also help us work through our technology bugs. Our first launch will be on the iOS platform, iPhone app will be first, and then eventually we'll do the Android and Windows, but first we want to see how we do on the iPhone, so that's the one that's going to happen first, and I don't really know, I'm not sure if it's going to be in four weeks or eight weeks, we're still working through technology issues, but uh, it's going very fast, I'm just amazed at uh, my team and how how great they're doing. As far as the app, the website, it's going to be a web-based app, so right now the initial website, it's actually at pinkster.info. That's evolving as we speak as well. We have a team of people now working on that to really clean it up and to get it showing. But our pingites that are out there are uploading images into our cloud and the website itself is just showing the momentum of the imagery that's being uploaded. So it'll just show people that, hey, we're live and people are starting to populate this thing. Get ready to go. If you want to be a beta, come on and sign up. It's free. Or if you want to wait till the launch, you know, please do. But definitely we want you to try it out and see if it's something that you like. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's a great app for people that are travel and are looking for places to go when they do travel. Also looking to see uh, if people are looking to see uh, going on hiking or like to investigate different beautiful landmarks. It's a great place to see what other people have done and where, where they have gone. And it's a great place to even connect with people uh, locally. Like I was funny, I was talking to one of my colleagues who's saying, geez, you know, wouldn't it be interesting if there was like um, somebody who wanted to meet somebody and they see this person every day go by and if they were both on the app, you know, they could leave them a message kind of like in the map with a beautiful picture to show them, hey, you know, here I am and wave and catch their attention and maybe it could even be kind of like a dating app like, exactly, <laughs> like Tinder yeah. is. So it really has lots of different uses. The app itself will be social media app, so it will connect people if they enable the chat. It will connect people, so people will be able to comment 
or should say communicate on people's images. But again, it's not a popularity contest and it's not about posting comments in a person's picture profile. It's about, hey, I like your picture. Where'd you get that? It's just beautiful, you know, and, and being able to strike up a conversation uh, through chat. And that's uh, how the communication's gonna go. Um, in addition, what's so cool about this app is that because it's a geotagged imagery location-based app, when the images get uploaded to the cloud, when you come and you find an image that you like, and let's say you're traveling or and you're going somewhere and, you, and you're in this place that's unknown territory. Let's say you're in Italy and you're looking for a place to eat and you don't really know good restaurants there. You can open the app and actually look at pictures of people where they ate and be able to see their food and then actually click on the food or the picture of the person and the app will take you to the exact location where the food is. So mm-hmm. it connects people physically to locations through imagery. And that's what's so different about this versus Instagram and Snapchat. They don't physically connect you using the phone as the conduit for that purpose. Yeah. And I, I noticed this. I'm sure this process has been very re- rewarding for you because you've you know been working on it and trying to you know get the tweaks and working out some bugs. But tell us more about your the process of taking your vision, you know, take the planning out of your head, putting it on paper, trying to implement the steps, getting the team together, the strategy. Tell us more about the process of getting your vision up and running. It's funny because it's not just me that came up with the idea. Nowadays, I believe that successful ideas take an army. What is it? Like they say, it takes a village to raise children. I say the same thing. It, It takes an army of people or a village of people to give you that special idea that has that special sauce that can make you a success. And I may have come up with the idea, but I reach out to my millennium kid for an idea, (laughs) run it by her. Hey, would you use this? I talk to other people that don't use mobile apps and say, hey, if I made this app, would you use, if you were traveling, would you use this? So I've gauged a lot of the ideas that I come up with, I gauge it off of people. And I find out if they think it's a good idea. And then I run with it. So I'm not as, like, if you told me 10 years ago, you know, coming up with these ideas, I'd be very secretive about it. But now, time to market, creating an idea and delivering it at a timely fashion is really half of the success. You have to just run with some things. And you know what? At the end of the day, if intellectual property is patentable down the road, once you create something that's of value, then, you know, okay, then you pursue it. But real success for Facebook or for Twitter or any of those people is having users. And if you come to launch your app and, you know, three weeks later you have 100,000 users, that 100,000 users, then guess what? You've created real value. And from there, time to market makes you successful. I mean, look at Facebook today. They are successful and nobody else has even a shot at overtaking them because they have the most users. It's all about the users. users. Yeah. And speaking of success, how do you gauge success? Well, I gauge success. I measure success when I, you know, create something and I set to a task and I create something from nothing. That's my focus in life is to create things from nothing. And that means like anything that I start a project and I have a goal. And if I'm able to pass the finish line and create a completion to this goal, then I have success. I think that life is full of successes and and you can't really measure success by the money in your wallet. It's about 
setting to a task and finishing it. And that's that's success. Yeah. You know, the difference between that and a successful entrepreneur is a successful entrepreneur can go to the next step and they can create something from nothing and then create value in that nothing. And if they've done that, then that is entrepreneurial success. But success is just being yourself and feeling good about yourself and starting projects and finishing them, then you have success. And I and I have had many successes in my life. I just haven't been a successful entrepreneur because I haven't been able to get that to that next step, so to speak. And I'm hoping that Tinkster will do it for me. And I truly believe that this really is a wonderful idea. And I think that it has real potential. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with you uh, in regards to success. And I know you mentioned just kind of finishing things through to completion. And sometimes, you know, it does get challenging for entrepreneurs or just, you know, in life in general. Do you have any um, advice for aspiring entrepreneurs or just any general life advice that you could provide? Well, I can say never stop trying and never give up. If you believe in your dream and you work at it hard enough, eventually something will happen. And that's my dream. You are correct. I am with you 100% on that one as well. It, it takes time and effort. And obviously, you've been doing something right because I know that you are coming right along with Pinkster. Nancy, before we get ready to wrap up, I would love for you to let us know where we can find Pinkster online, where we can find you online, where we can connect and go ahead and get more information on the beta rounds if people are listeners are interested in signing up for that so i'll give you a moment to give us that website social media handles official launch dates anything that you have you can go ahead and mention that as well okay well again we're on a moving target here we're going so fast so it's hard for me to even keep up and okay. i get my weekly updates from my developers but you can find us on uh info. And we'll have all our information there for people that want to contact us for beta, anybody that might be interested in investing in Pinkster, because eventually, based on how our iOS launch goes, we'll be looking for some uh, an angel investor so we can scale this thing quick. So if you want to be in on the, the next the latest and greatest next generation of photo sharing apps, that's the place to go to connect with us. So we are on uh, Facebook and we're on Twitter and you know we've, we're in, on Instagram. You can find us as well. If you search Pinkster, you'll be able to find us there as well. Okay, perfect. And it's Pinkster, P-I-N-G-S-T-E-R, Facebook, Twitter. And the website is, I believe it's Pinkster.info, correct? I think on Twitter, it's Pinkster underscore media. I think on uh, Facebook, it's Pinkster app. But if you search Pinkster, I believe that the social media will pick up anything that has those words in it, and you should find us there. Uh, eventually, I should say, um, you know, you just reminded me, I'm going to make sure that the next rev of the website has our, our social media handle. So there'll be links to our social media channels through the website. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nancy. I appreciate you again joining us on SOB Style of Business, and we cannot wait to hear updates coming for 2018. So you take care, and we'll be touching base with you here shortly. It was a pleasure talking with the teacher, and thank you so much for your time, and um, it was great. Thanks so much, Nancy. Talk to you soon. Yes. Bye-bye. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.